Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Project Itachi here with my co-host Ward Nurse. Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop podcast. Thank you everybody so much for tuning in. And as always, we have an amazing show lined up for you guys this week. We're going to be breaking a little bit away from the norm. That this is this episode is definitely going to be uh, an interesting conversation piece on a lot of things that Ward Nurse and I have actually been talking about over like the last few months. And we're like, you know what? We're going to bring it to the show because we want to know what you guys think about it. So it's going to be a really, really good uh, episode and maybe an eye opener for for some of you guys. But before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the episode, I just got to say. For once, for once, I I will say I because I don't remember if you agreed with me, Warner, or if you agreed with me. I will say I maybe didn't cut Sony enough slack about what their shenanigans might have been for the PS five. Cause I was under the assumption that maybe they were underselling uh, or, or, you know, undermaking as part of a market uh, ploy because, you know, when the things sell out, the demand for it increases, more people will buy it off the shelves when it finally does hit the shelves. So I didn't give them quite enough leeway and then burn. I think I, I think we also gave him the benefit of the doubt because of the graphic cards yeah. issue the past couple yeah. of years as and well. And then the graphic card uh, issue that's been going on. But then burn, good old burn, good good buddy of ours, uh, brought something to my attention that completely shows a whole different side to this that makes me go, oh. So they're the real masterminds behind this and probably the reason there's such a shortage in parts. And and by the way, when he brought this up to us, we like we we looked at where the information came from. It was reliable information. Like you can you can google this after we're done talking about like you'll find it. But can't hap can't you know, I I happen to feel I don't know. Didn't see it being advertised anywhere. Everything in the gaming industry gets talked about. Everything. All the buys, all the sells, all the mergers, every little tiny detail. This certainly didn't get mentioned. This went under the radar. And only, and and here's the thing, guys. This was found only on a pro 
site for this company. Like this is a site that is dedicated to them. So there won't be any bad mouthing about them on this site. So now you guys are wondering, well, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Lo and behold, on the website called purexbox.com, which means they're 100% fans of Microsoft. Microsoft can do no evil. Xbox can do no evil. Rumor, Microsoft paid for chip priority to increase Xbox Series X and S stock. Now, episodes ago, probably like 20, early 2021, we were talking about how come there's so many Xboxes and so few PS5s. And we were la- like, why, why are only, why is it only PlayStation is suffering from the graphics card issue and the, the crypto mining issue? And Microsoft was still you know, Microsoft. Yeah, isn't. Microsoft was still crunching out systems. And we were joking that it was because nobody wanted one. So they were just sitting on the shelves. It never dawned on us because, like you mentioned, this didn't make breaking news. This didn't make headline news, which, of course, I've got my own theory on why that is. Uh, Microsoft has basically been hogging the chips as they've been made. And has so basically as they're being made, they get the largest portion of what's made for their Xboxes and then everyone else gets what's left over, which obviously is not a lot. So it says right here, like I said, you guys can look this up on purexbox.com news that Microsoft paid for chip priority. And this explains why they have pretty much a never ending stock of their console. And late last year, Microsoft successfully launched the Halo Infinite Special Edition Xbox Series X and the stock increase of the standard version led to record UK sales in December, surpassing even the launch month in terms of units sold. Meanwhile, even recently, the Xbox Series X and S were the top selling consoles in the UK in March 2022, with Nintendo Switch and PS5 both falling behind. And they're saying if this rumor is true, it seems like the strategy is paying off for Microsoft. Basically, Microsoft has taken monopoly over the chips to ensure their competitors can't meet the demands of their customers, which in turn for a lot of people, a lot of people want the latest and greatest. And if they can't get it, they're going to take their business elsewhere. They've been converting those gamers into Xbox gamers. All the people who were like, I have no reason to switch. There's no reason for me to. Xbox says, okay, well, we're going to make it a reason. We're going to pretty much give you no option." If I didn't have a if I didn't have a good gaming PC, I love PlayStation, but I would have definitely bought an Xbox in like with this situation the past couple of years, not being able to buy a PlayStation. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that just got tired of waiting. Yeah. And 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 Microsoft played dirty. And because they have the money to do that, they also have the money to shush the mainstream media. Because if IGN's not reporting it, if GameSpot's not reporting it, if uh, any of those, you know, what culture and all of them, none of them are covering it because they don't know it exists or because the people have been paid to not cover it. Then nobody's going to know and everyone's going to do like, like, like I did and look at Sony like, okay, what are you doing wrong? Is this your market ploy? Because, you know, Microsoft is playing off of something that Sony has done in the past. They did it with the PS4. They almost did it with the PS3. So, so Microsoft is looking at it like, Everyone's just going to look at Sony. No one's going to think about us. So let's use their past against them and capitalize on it. 
And then it can only, if you know, it gets out to the pro Microsoft websites, those people aren't going to say anything. They're going to, they're like a cult. They're going to be like, we got your back. We're going to hush, hush. <laughs> we won't say nothing. So this whole time, Microsoft has been playing dirty and getting chip priority. And that has potentially affected why a lot of people can't get their hands on PS5s. So I just wanted to put that information out there for all of you. Uh, I made the mistake of thinking it was 100% Sony's fault as well, which is also probably a reason why Sony has been playing petty and bought Bungie. This might be a reason for it. Not so much that because Microsoft is buying up all the developers, but because Sony probably knew what Microsoft was doing with the chipsets. So that's two reasons for Sony to finally say, you know what? We've had enough. You, this is how you want to play. We'll play. And now Sony started making their moves. So there's a lot of grimy stuff happening behind the scenes. And Microsoft is not playing fair. They can't have Monopoly over the Internet because they lost that lawsuit like, what, 20 years ago now? So they're taking Monopoly in other ways without actually taking Monopoly. Microsoft really gets on my damn nerves because unlike the rest of the gaming industry, all of their money started in computers and technology, right? So they came into the console game and the gaming game way later yep. than PlayStation did, than Nintendo did, uh, you know, all, all that. So they, they come in, they have all this money already. They're already the rich kid on the block. And then they use that money that they did not get from the gaming industry, that they did not build out of, from the gaming industry, and they just start buying up every fucking thing and then buying up developers, making their own console, and then they want to stand tall like they fucking did something. They did not create the gaming industry. No. They did not revolutionize the gaming industry. They piggybacked off everyone else's success so far, and it's so goddamn irritating. No. And I, I still always challenge the fanboys. So if there's any and people still fucking like blow them, dude. Like I don't understand <laughs> it. Like they're just like, oh, they're amazing. I'm like, look, I'm not I'm not saying I don't like the Xbox. OK, I used to have one. I ended up getting a computer. I, I had a PlayStation. Like, what, what the hell do I need Xbox for? Like th that was just my thing. But to sit there and say like to, to treat this company and suck their dick like as if they fucking started this shit. And they are the ones who rose to the top and run everything. Like, no, 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 no. None of their money came or started from gaming. It came from computers and tech and programming and coding. Yeah. And they're just where they're at because they already had the money to buy up everyone else's success. So in the, as far as my, like my opinion, my perspective, they came into the gaming industry and bought their gaming success. They did not earn it. They did not develop or create it. They purchased oh, it. Oh, 100%. Because they were already 100%, rich. 100%, yeah. They just, they bought their way to success, which is a thing. It's it's possible. A lot of, if, if people want to argue, oh, they didn't buy their way to success. Uh, hello, just look at the news. All the rich parents who bought their kids success for tests. <laughs> I mean, if they if they can do that on a small scale, uh, companies do that on a large scale, absolutely. And, and Microsoft is a walking example of that in the gaming industry and i want to be very clear we're talking specifically the gaming industry so before the keyboard warriors get all ticked off about microsoft as a whole we're speaking specifically about gaming um and i still challenge i still never got an answer so i'm like hey if you guys want to challenge well microsoft is their own ips please 
show me a game completely 100% made by Microsoft within like the last 10 years. Not one of their bought studios, not one of their branch offs. I mean, Microsoft, not something they just stuck their name on completely made by Microsoft. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. We'll be here waiting. I think that was that was the argument someone tried to to bring to our attention, and and they were vastly yeah. wrong. So wrong. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they ever replied to my. They, they no, never they replied didn't. to me when I shut they, them down. And I was like, yeah, if you're going to go for three, four, three studios, that doesn't count either. So try again. They didn't. And so, so you know, speaking of uh, Microsoft, okay. Uh, and I hate that their name's attached to this right now because I'm, I'm very salty about Microsoft right mm. now. Uh, but Bungie's original creation, Halo, is now a TV show. Yep. Um, you know, uh, b- back in 2001, when this game came out, it was the game of games. It was considered a game changer. It, it revolutionized uh, first-person shooters. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, Stephen Downs, the the voice actor of, of Chief, uh, iconic role. You, you you absolutely cannot replace that man. I I hope he is around long enough to to you know, finish out the series. If indeed it ever gets finished yeah. out, though, I'm sure they'll just keep making them. But it's it's really it's turned into a, a an ongoing, never ending universe that has expanded so much. And love or hate any of the single games in particular. You know, I have my Halo Two has always been my favorite. Uh, you know, five didn't get a lot of love. Uh, I understand why. I liked the lore in four and five, but I understand why people didn't like five. And then uh, Halo Infinite came out a few months ago, and it just blew everyone away. And then uh, here we are. Uh, in March, it's April now, but in March we got the Halo sh- the Halo series on mm-hmm. Paramount. Paramount Plus, yep. Most of us have been waiting. <laughs> For damn near 20 years for a Halo show. 15 to 20 years, right? Since since the, the, the day the game first came out till now. Wow, the negativity. The negativity. Now, overall, the series is getting a 7.4 out of 10. But we're going to talk about, real quick, most of the complaints, like the biggest of the complaints that I've, I've heard about the show. And then we'll talk about how we feel. Uh, the number one complaint I've heard, uh, Master Chief taking off his helmet. That was a big one. They did not like that. Uh, they also, uh, to, to go with that same situation, his voice. Obviously, uh, Stephen Downs, you know, he's much older. He's a voice actor. Yeah. They're not going to put him in a, in a and have him, you know, they're not going to do all that. Sure, they could, like, have him voice act over it, but that kind of defeats the purpose of him. Like, uh, Master Chief's goal, he was, they, they were going to have him take his yeah. helmet off. Like, so it wasn't going to work off. Uh, and I, I understand why they did that. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. Uh, another thing, a huge complaint we saw was uh, the weapons. The, the rebels were firing weapons at the Covenant and the bullets were doing nothing. Mm. And then you see the Spartans come in using their weapons, does all the damage does all the damage that needs to be done. Uh, and then just some stuff here and there about the lore and uh, people have been upset that the show is not lore specific. Uh, 
I mean, The Witcher wasn't. Yeah, they pulled from the lore, but it, it certainly wasn't. Uh, and it's it's a fabulous show. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll to to start we'll we'll start with the helmet thing. Okay, Master Chief took his helmet off. Now, I try to step back. I love I love games. I, I love the Halo games. I've read most of the books, uh, and uh, in October I pre-ordered this and I got it today. Coincidentally. <laughs> Holy crap. Is that really the Halo Encyclopedia? The Halo Encyclopedia. It's almost 500 pages. It's huge. It is a, it's an enormous book. It is literally the Halo Bible. I went over this briefly. And if you have a question about something, whether it's the games or the books, it's probably in here. That is insane. It is. It is insane. It, it, It was Kind of expensive. I was going to ask, like, how, how much is that? Because that's hardback. But I, yeah, it's hardback, dude. I almost didn't open it. Like, I was like, should I even open like. this? Uh, but yeah, Halo Encyclopedia. Uh, even my Star Trek Encyclopedia yeah. is not hardback. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a lot, man. It's it's yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I was having fun with that. So, anyways, why did Master Chief take off his helmet? That's an easy that's an easy question to me to answer. You just created a TV show. You want to reach out to the broadest, largest amount of your audience as possible, no matter what their demographic is. Well, if they made a TV show and they only catered to the gamers and the ones that read the books, which are mostly the gamers. It's not like it's not like with anime like a lot of people maybe they've read manga. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just didn't really care for anime that much. I know a lot of people like that. Games kind of work a little differently when there's books that follow the games uh, and rare and in rare cases turn out to be a universe like this. Uh, So you cannot have a successful TV show and have the main character never ever show his face to you. You will never create that bonding relationship with your audience behind a helmet season after season after season. I agree. That's just, that's just, that's just statistics. Like I I took several classes when it, when it came to uh, like marketing and, and, and I took a film class that was just for fun though. I'm, I'm no way an expert in film. Uh, And I learned, I learned a lot of, you know, things like that. And and it just, uh, just kind of drawing from that and experiences from myself that, you know, you, you can't, you cannot, reach your audience that way the helmet thing was fine it was bound to happen and the thing about the tv show is what we're seeing in this show is not master chief in the games we're not seeing master chief as you are master chief reading the book or or playing the game and in almost a first person view like you are master Mm -hmm. chief and he's just nonstop kicking ass these are her this is his earlier years when the covenant first showed themselves like the, the UNSC, like they know who the covenant is, but they still don't know much about the covenant. They haven't like really been into war with them. Like it's, it's all starting. It's the beginning reach is still there. It hasn't been glassed yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I look forward to seeing. Sadly, like I don't, I don't know how to say yeah. like it's, it's, it's fucked up what happened yeah. to reach, but I do look forward to seeing that. How they handle like, that. How they handle that. But 
Yeah, th this is the stuff we don't get to see in the game. This is the behind the scenes of the game. And I think that's cool. A lot of people, you know, they OK, so the directors uh, and the and the writers tried to say that we're not pulling from the books. A lot of people, I think, took that as they're not going off any lore. They're not using anything. Well, that wouldn't make sense because I've watched the, the these three episodes. I'm sure you have, too. Um, obviously, they're pulling from the lore. They otherwise Cortana, Master Chief, some of these Spartans he's talked to. Uh, some of the, some of the characters that have certain positions and roles in the in the show and in the game. It wouldn't make sense. Now, obviously, I don't think they're going to like follow the book at all. They did say they don't plan on following the book, but they obviously pulled enough material to make sense to show that they know the characters, at least on, on a superficial level at minimum. So I'm still ready to give them the rest of the season and, and check it out. Uh, the bullets, the bullet thing. Everyone was like, oh, his, 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 the bullets weren't working when the, yeah. I, I don't remember which book it was. I just, I remember reading this and it might be in this Bible too. <laughs> uh, when the covenant appeared, they, uh, the UNSC had to develop uh, certain types like caliber and certain types of rounds to deal with the overshields and the armor of the elites in specific. So regular weapons, like what the rebels were using, will never work ever. Uh, and that that's really all that is. Now, I, I'm not obviously there's some plot holes there. I think there was an issue with the, the minigun getting used. Yeah, that, then, that, that, that's where a lot of people because the minigun came in. And what I would argue is concentrated fire is if 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 anyone knows anything uh and i'm not a weapon expert by any means but i i do think that even with like bulletproof glass if you concentrate your fire at a specific point consistently over and over and over and over and over you're going to punch through that spot you're constantly weakening that spot it's not healing it's not regenerating it's just absorbing. And if the same amount of pressure keeps pounding it and pounding it and pounding it and pounding it, that spot is going to get weaker. And I think with the minigun, if you want to take a stretch, I would say with that whole scene with the minigun and being in a Spartan's hands, he has the strength and he had the uh, mental uh, capacity to calculate concentrating in a specific spot on a covenant to penetrate the overshield because it's firing rapid bullets over and over and over and over and over at a specific spot that even the overshield didn't have enough time to regenerate from because yeah, it's not penetrating the shield directly with one, two, three, four bullets, but damage is still in some way being done, but the shield is usually able to recover fast enough before you even realize it happened with the minigun. He was concentrating it in one specific spot on them, wearing the armor down. And then it went through and the regular bullets took out the enemy. Because if you if you give a minigun to an average person, they're not going to be walking with a minigun <laughs> just right, unloading right, yeah. like a Spartan could. Like it wasn't going to work. And the re recoil for the most time is going to have them aiming all over the place. You know, I was a little disappointed that they didn't because uh, they could have. Maybe it would have been a little harder with CGI and stuff, but. The Spartans are definitely much taller and much larger than the average human yeah. being. 
so yeah, with with their um with their armor on, they are bigger than everyone else still. But it, it definitely doesn't show like it would in the in the in the books and the and in the games. Like they're definitely much bigger. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, whatever. Like I'm not. I'm gonna take a leave. Like I'm not gonna pick at the show. Like I, they they made a show. I take what I'll get. Like I'm not gonna shit all over it just because it's different than something that's in the book or in a game. Like you gotta look at this stuff from the other side too. You can't just come at it and be like, why didn't they make this game the way I expected them to make it for me for the gamers? I hear you. I do agree with you. That would be great. But that would not be successful, unfortunately. It'd be successful for all of us that, but, you know, that would yeah, love that. But here's the thing. But just us. Uh, I'm going to and I'm going to tick off some people and it's probably going to take them off because there's some truth to this. Um, when you mentioned earlier that Paramount had basically said that they weren't pulling from the books and you said, well, it's obvious you're pulling some stuff from the books. Um, and other than it being Halo, maybe you can't really say you're pulling from the game because you know, you know how Halo's origins and everything work out. Uh, I think they said that on purpose to keep purists at bay. As soon as you say, we're not using the core content, you keep purists at bay. Purists are your worst enemy when it comes to this kind of stuff. History has shown this with the star Wars community, with the uh, anime community, comic books, purists are your worst enemy when you want to, open it up to other people. They will ruin your goal immediately. So you have to eliminate them at go. We're not using the core material. Purists are like, it's going to fail. I'm not interested. It sucks already. You haven't even started filming it. Boom. First enemies out the way. Um, And then you can take liberties with this because you've declared what you're not doing. So now you've, taking liberties that you can pull what you need and change what you don't to make it more accessible to everyone. The flip side of that is semi-purists. Usually that's where the gamers are. Gamers are usually semi-purists. There's people who played the games, love the games, could tell you inside out about the game, but have never read a book. I'm one of the semis, but I'm not a purist. I know about Halo, the game. I have never read one of the books. So when Paramount said they were making it, the gamer in me wanted to be like, eh, but then I had to be like, but I'm only a gamer. Like I've only played the game. I don't know Halo in and out, like never read the book. So I can't judge. I know how I played the game, but guess what? That's how I played the game, but it's not my story. How I played the game is not how it was meant to be interpreted. They just gave me the world to play in. And the reason, and I'm going to get to the master chief helmet thing and my own view on that as well. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? This is where I need to sh- sit down, shut the fuck up, and let them work. Let them work. Show me the Halo story. Because I played the game, and I was into the action, and I was into it, and I was following the story, but maybe I didn't interpret it the way or in one interpretation of how it could be seen. Show me a different side. But your semi-purists are going to be like, this is in Halo. This is all wrong. I never took my helmet off. That's the mentality they have. I never took my helmet off. Why is Master Chief doing it? Because they wanted you to be Master Chief. They wanted, it's like Spider-Man. The whole reason Stan Lee created Spider-Man and made him mask was because he said, you didn't know who he was under the mask originally. 
He could have been anyone. He could have been black. He could have been white. He could have been Asian. He could have been Indian. He could have been Latino. He was whoever you wanted him to be when the mask was put on. That's why he's completely covered. Spider-Man was a hero for everyone. You could be Spider-Man. It wasn't about Peter Parker. It was about Spider-Man. And I think it was the same thing for Master Chief. They didn't want Master Chief to be, honestly, your typical Caucasian hero, which isolates so many fan bases. The only thing that was isolating about Master Chief was you already knew he was a guy because of the voice. If he had been a silent protagonist, Master Chief could have been anyone. Gender neutral, ethnicity neutral, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what Bungie originally had set out was they just wanted Master Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Master Chief to be whoever you wanted Master Chief to be. You were Master Chief. That was like literally one of their selling points. Becoming Master Chief. You're him. Save the galaxy. But like you said, for a TV show, they can't do that. And I think a lot of people felt betrayed because this is not how they saw Master Chief. Everyone has their own idea on how they on how he would look, especially the gamers. People who've read the books might have gotten some details. So they're carrying that weight. The gamers are seeing themselves as Master Chief. So their expectations are already low which I think Paramount did good in setting a low bar because they knew, look, if we set the bar too high, we're going to get flayed. At least if we set the bar low and just try to build it up, maybe we can earn some trust along the way. Um, So I agree with you hundred percent about you cannot have a protagonist whose face you never see because there's no connection to that protagonist. There's no emotional benefit. Why do I care what this person whose face I've never seen is doing? Now you just seem like a robot to me and I feel detached. And and even gamers should know Spartans have taken their helmets off in game. I'm assuming people just skipped Halo Reach. Yeah. And you find Spartans with their armor stripped or their helmet off. There are a handful of cutscenes where Master Chief himself takes his helmet off and it goes off screen the man takes his damn helmet helmet off people he doesn't he doesn't go to sleep he's still at the end of the day yes he's a spartan but he's still a human being he still needs to eat and sleep and all that stuff that makes him stay alive he's not a robot like a secret identity he's not a superhero per se and i think that's another thing a lot of people see him as a superhero not a soldier i mean think about it like 
say you, the soldiers you know in your day life, they came home and they ate and slept in their uniform, and they're like, how connected would you feel to them? That's why so many marriages fail. Yeah, like if I came home in my combat boots and my helmets and everything every single day, didn't take it off, I'm a hero. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I personally, I think Pablo Schreiber, Schreiber is. I think he's doing a I fantastic agree. job. I think he's doing really good. I whether or not they could have chose someone better, I don't know. Like I'm not that intuitive. I don't. I don't think I'm like super great at like saying who might may or may not be better. I'm not an actor. I you know I'm, I'm I don't I'm not an agency I don't do any of that. Uh, I do think he's doing a great job, and I really like. Did you see the third episode? I haven't seen the third episode yet. Okay, I will. Well, you'd have to be careful of spoilers I'll anyway because some people. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk spoilers too much, but uh, but th- yeah, that's. It's really my take. I think uh, there were some complaints about the CGI. I didn't have any problems with the CGI. It's, like, a, it's a TV bad CGI. show. This is, it's, it's 2022. You want to see bad CGI? Go watch any sci-fi movie from the early 2000s. Yeah. 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 Any sci-fi Look, movie. I, I, and, and everyone thinks just because it's on Paramount, they got this crazy budget. But it's like, you got the, you got the Halo money. No, they don't have the Halo money. Okay. It, it, just because Halo's namesake made money doesn't mean that the production got access to the wealth of money that Halo made. That money is split up in so many different ways because the game has been handled in so many different ways. It's, it's not yeah. like there's a Halo bank account sitting around with just millions of dollars in it. Like, come on, guys. Like, like, think about it. And I and, you know, Jen Taylor, the voice actor of Cortana, I thought that was absolutely amazing that they were able to bring her on. To, to actually play Cortana. Yeah, I was I'm, I, I found that really good that they they were at least able to do that. And I'm like, OK, you know, this this makes sense. And, and I think everyone and, and, and anyone who's making this argument, I know people are gonna make this argument because this popped into my head. If anyone wants to think, well, they did it for Darth Vader. Yeah, but Darth Vader wasn't uh, in the original Star Wars, a main protagonist. He was an antagonist. So having him as a big bad in a mask, it worked. It was designed for him to be that way because a lot of people who know the you know original uh, way Star Wars was made, the actor actually in the Darth Vader suit just did the gestures but never spoke because, you know, the guy who was in the suit, they were like, yo, his voice is not intimidating. We need someone with an intimidating voice. The guy's got the height. He can do the action, but he cannot speak. Like if you watch the original Darth Vader uh, without Jay, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I went through the rebels, take them alive. It was like it was so <laughs> it was so bad. But like as as the body for Vader, it was perfect. So then they brought in James Earl Jones and he did the voice for Darth Vader. So I think a lot of people were thinking, well, you know, why can't they just do that? Like he doesn't have to be in a suit, just have him do the voice. It's not gonna work because then the man can't ever take his mask off. <laughs> Which is like to to it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, you got to you got to make compromises and and changes where they need to be made if you want to have a successful TV show. I know that much. Uh so we'll we'll see what happens, but I'm happy with the, I'm show, happy with the show. But I also again, I didn't go in with the expectations of they're about to make this solely based off everything I've ever dreamed about with Halo. Yeah. If anything, I feel like it's a great expansion to the universe. And a great expansion to the encyclopedia, and it's and it's very welcoming. And on the topic of of welcoming and universes, and still on toxic fan bases, can the can I just 
can the anime community just chill the fuck out? Dude. <laughs> Guys, we have worked so hard to get where we're at. And we're doing like, we're just doing so much backpedaling. Now proving to so many people that they were right about us just being off the hinge. Dude, everyone, everyone's got to be thinking right now, like, are all nerds just this fucking toxic? No, no we're not. We're not. We're not. We're really not. Unfortunately, like 20%, a very large, just, you know, like 20 or so percent of the anime fan base is toxic as fuck. I will not tell people, like, if anyone's talking about anime at all, I will not bring up the fact that I like My Hero Academia. Oh, no. I will not bring up the fact that I read the mangas. No. I won't talk about it because I'm a little embarrassed. Like, I just don't want to go there. Like, because when I hear My Hero Academia, I automatically think toxic. Unpleasant person to talk to. I mean, we got people literally sending death threats to the author. The author, the creator of My Hero Academia, because they didn't ship the relationships they wanted. And I'm like, I shippers are the worst by far. They're they are the absolute worst. They automatically see their twisted fantasies and they want it to become reality. They're like, these two need to be together. These two need to be together. I know this is what the author is setting up, but that's just not going to work. That's just terrible. These two need to be together. And to this day, one of the biggest ones, it still irks my nerves because people still try and force it. And it's a good example of what I'm talking about. Naruto Sasuke is still a running thing that people are trying to do, like escalating their bromance. And I'm like, this show has been out for like 20 <sighs> years and people are still, still trying. <laughs> and it's like, bro, 20 years later, now you want to sell shirts and target like, like, and, and they were so mad because the Deku Ochako, I, I, I know I said her name wrong. They were so mad because that relationship became official they were like no it's supposed to be deku and bakugo or deku and whatever and i'm like since episode like two it was established that this is the direction the creator was going to go what is wrong why are you guys so angry about this <laughs> and i mean they got so aggressive i mean they were like they're like on social media and they're sending death threats. and i'm like this is why people don't like interacting with us. This is why people didn't like interacting with us. You guys set such a bad example. You know, uh, my hero academia, I I'm catching up on the manga. I really, really love the manga. It's it's they do. The anime does a great job following the manga. Uh, but as most mangas, for the most part, they are more detailed and have more stuff in it. Um, but a lot of these people like my Hero Academia it, it is it, it does come across as a kid's show. It is easy on the eyes, and it's for the most part also for kids. It's for kids, teens, adults alike. Uh, but my, man, there's going to be a, a. I wonder how many people are going to be up for a rude awakening here within the next couple, two or three arcs. Because uh, people, I'll tell you, shit's about to get fucked up. Yeah, they go real Game of Thronesy on there. No, no spoilers. Though, I promise, no spoilers. But yeah, it's going to be like Game Game of Thrones yeah. shit. But uh, yeah, toxic. You know, uh, Attack on Titan. 
uh, I watched the first episode back in, I think it came out in 2013. Yeah, it came out I got into ago. it shortly after uh, I read the first couple arcs and then I started watching the show. And, uh, you know, there was a couple seasons in there where we had to wait a few years between seasons. Yeah. That was, that was hurtful. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, season three came out and suddenly everybody loved attack on Titan. I'm like, where are all these people coming yeah. from? I don't know if it was the, expl- like with COVID going on. I don't know if it was that explosion. It was definitely with COVID. online and streaming yeah, it was definitely COVID. and just more people. I don't know. I'm not sure like what happened there, but some of y'all need to go back home and sit down, <laughs> bro. People are getting so mad about the way things are turning out and defending or not defending. And I'm like, dude, I don't think y'all understand that the author's goal here was not the same as your expectations. And that's one of the things I love about this show is it's been unpredictable. If you just watch it, no spoilers, you don't talk to anybody, just fucking watch the show, right? Every season or yeah, every season, it's like, it's a different genre. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've never seen that shit before. You know, it's like, it starts off as like a, 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 like a dark fantasy, like people are being eaten by these humanoid creatures. Then it turns, you know, it kind of starts turning into like this dystopian, like militant world where they have like their inner fights and it's stuff. It's covered like every genre turns, under the sun. Yeah. Then it, yeah. Then it turns into like a military drama. It, it's been a poli- slash fantasy. Yeah, it's been a dark fantasy drama. It's been a political fantasy drama. It's been a military fantasy drama. <laughs> It's 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 like the only thing they haven't covered is like comedy. Unless you want to consider like some dark humor that they throw in there. I mean, I'll give it to the show. Like it's there, it has its moments where you're like, that's like you laugh, but that's pretty funny. And then they do something immediately that's fucked up. You're like, (laughs) yeah, you're like laughing and then crying right after. You're like, oh my emotions can't handle this. But uh, I just you know the the, I don't know these fan bases, man, they're killing me. We 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 grew up watching anime and it's not something you really shared with everyone because i remember being told like you watch anime isn't it for like kids like people kind of like like if you didn't watch anime if you weren't in on the anime like people just didn't know they just assumed that it was for kids uh and that was true even a few years ago as in like i'm an adult i watch anime i mentioned it on occasion and like what like for kids like anime i'm like it's not like yes it is designed for teenagers but mature teenagers and adults. And I, and I always uh, have to as evidenced by remind people too. I always have to remind them. It's like your assumption of anime is based off of Western cartoons. And you don't realize that honestly, the Japanese culture, their mentality and maturity is a little bit ahead of ours. Like it was known in the Western culture that cartoons here were usually for kids. No, our, our cartoons here were just racist as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and sexually inappropriate in on in a different way. In a, yeah, usually, usually in a, in, a, in a different way. Like it was when you came across like the adult cartoons; those were like a like few and far between. And now that anime has become more mainstream, and it definitely blew up really big because of COVID. Because you know, a lot of people they binge their favorite shows and like, yeah, I got nothing to watch. And with the anime community, we got a plethora of stuff. There's like something for everyone. So it's like, well, 
We don't run out we don't of run shit. Out of stuff. And when we do, we're like, oh, you know what? There's a new genre anime. I've, I've never, never watched, watched it. it. I'm going to check it out. Turns out romance anime, pretty fucking good. I, I'm Look, confession, I've always been big into certain, like not like the hard, heavy, emotional, but like the lighthearted romance animes. I'm actually a huge fan of them because they're so freaking funny sometimes. No, they are. They're hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, bro. Is this so hard to just have so, this life? <laughs> like, can we, like, like people, all we're saying is, can we enjoy our anime without you being so damn toxic online? I just want to know, you know, like, dub versus can a toxic. Like, what the fuck can is a that? Toxic person who like gets angry about all their shippings that doesn't happen. Can you like let us know why you get so angry? Like, I, I legitimately want to know. Like, why do you get so pissed off when two people you want in a relationship? Or an anime doesn't go the way you want. Why do you get so mad that you have to say something or start arguments because it didn't go your way? I legitimately want to know. And I think a show that caved in to shipping and like it lost my interest is actually is now in reverse pissed me off because I'm like, you obviously just did this to be in and you tried way too hard and you've ruined the show far from what the original creator of it wanted. And a good example of that is Ruby. Yep. Ruby went so, they went so hard in trying to be inclusive that they lost the whole point of the show. Is the action great? Yes. Do I think the story had potential and a lot of, you know, uh, uh, it was, it was, it started off great. Um, and then I think they just started focusing so hard on trying to reverse shippings and pair things up and try to be so inclusive that it just completely lost its way. And I'm like, okay, where's the plot going? And it seemed like in the last season, <laughs> where's yeah, the, like, plot, where's the going? plot going? And it seemed like in the last season, they were like, oh, shit, that's right. We have a we have a story we're supposed to be telling. Yeah, duh. <laughs> well, and, and, and luckily... For us, I don't see American our, our American culture and expectations and, and how we want things to be influencing Japanese manga. They don't care all that much. They don't care because it's all written there. Otherwise, it wouldn't be manga. Yeah. Like <laughs> that, that's just how that is. Half the people are getting pissed about and, stories that were already written like three, four years ago. Right. You, you don't think I was upset about Tokyo Ghoul and how it turned out? Yeah. Dude. The man, the, the, the manga went a whole different direction, <laughs> but did I like the anime after season two? Eh, it was all right. Uh, had I not read the manga, I would have probably loved it. I had already read the manga. I was like, what are you doing? All I can say copy and paste. Man, it's all you gotta do, right? cannot catch a break. But I certainly did not send death threats to anybody or go online. Like, let me tell you, yeah, let me tell you how to write your story. Like, come on guys. Uh, the, yeah, the dub versus sub thing gets me. Um, you know, I do. There are definitely animes that there are certain characters uh, that sound way better uh, in, in dub and sub, like both. Uh, I've watched all of Naruto, uh, Naruto in uh, sub and dub. I've watched, I watched all of it in both. And I like most of the characters on either side. Some animes, they do a great job finding the right people and, and bringing that right personality in. Uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, what's his name's father? 
I forget the the flame hosher. I forget his fucking name all of a sudden. Ringoku, Ringoku, Ringoku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain fart. Uh, his his father in the in the sub sounded like very very intimidating. Mm. In the dub, <laughs> I started laughing. I don't know if you've seen it no, in I dub, dude. But w- just watch that one scene in dub. Of 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 uh, Tanjiro meeting Rengoku's father, and it's just the voice does not belong there. <laughs> There's just all. certain voice actors when I see their name in it, I'm like, I will listen to this in dub. Crispin Freeman it being, you know, being one. Uh, Chris Abbott. Uh So like, there's a few that I hear that I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good dub. Um, and then. And well, in the Japanese, the Japanese language, it has it. It portrays a greater sense of emotion in the language. And I think that's part of it. And I don't know if people recognize that or not. We, we've both lived in Japan, so yeah. we kind of we, we understand. And I, I'm pretty but, sure it works in the reverse, too. When we import stuff to them, they, they probably have the same feeling like they probably li- rather just read it in their subtitles and hear it in our voices because we have certain emotions that we carry with certain words that we say the same way they have certain emotions. Uh, bro, go watch Teen Titans, but the Japanese version. It's fucking good. <laughs> Dude, it is well, so damn you know, good. The, the, but, but to be fair with that Teen Titans, that was like a joint venture, though. True, that was a true, joint but venture it was good. That was an anime. So it was designed it, it was so good, to work man. both ways on purpose. Um, and and there, there, there's quite a few uh, like Marvel and DC shows, uh, uh, cartoon shows, not not like uh, show shows, uh, and like cartoons and so X Men. Have you ever seen the original like late '90s, early 2000s X Men? Yeah. In Japanese, even the theme song is different. I dude. saw it the is theme so fucking they're, they're good. Their opening is darker. <laughs> It's so good. It's I'm like, but yeah, dude, everything. I'm sorry, but everything Japan touches. I'm like, they, yep, they, this is good. Open is darker, but the theme is better. I, matter of fact, I kind of want to go find Game of Thrones, but like in Japanese, I think that <laughs> like with Japanese voices, I think that would be a little see, off. I think that would be a little off. It would with the, I know, like with the with the lips and stuff. I'm curious, like I want to see. I how will it say works. this. I feel anything Japan touches animation wise, they will dominate. Yeah. Um, I feel Western, specifically Western influenced things are a little bit trickier for them. Like Game of Thrones would probably be hard because they practice accents to sound like where they're supposed to be from. Those are like original accents that they had to like learn to portray the world they lived in. I think Japan would have probably struggled with that a little bit because those are like, yeah. Like, I don't know, like northern, like old northern accents. I might, I might be kissing Japan's ass a little yeah. too much right um, now. So I got it. I love I love yeah, anime. Man. I feel like they have the same like the way we're having this conversation. They probably have the same thing. Like, look, it's just better in your guys' language than in ours because it just doesn't like in, on certain yeah, things. It just yeah, it just doesn't translate well. Uh, and like I said, and a good example of this is like when I watch Bleach. There's the term everybody knows as bleach. One of the favorite things you love hearing hear Ichigo say was bon kite. But in the English language, we, we rushed it. He, he would just go bon kai, and it just didn't have that emotion. 
But in the Japanese, it's supposed to be bun kai. And it's just like, there's just no like, like, okay, I got to watch this in, in sub because I need that extra yeah. oomph to it. But yeah. Because that's their word. They knew where to have that emotion because it translates into final release. And I'm like hearing that, like broken into that, like just hearing me okay, hey, final release. Like if you come to me and go final release, I'm gonna look at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. But if you came running I, up to me and said, fun, kite, I'm gonna be like, all right, bro. I don't want no problems. That's up there. That's up there if someone starts coming up to you and doing the hand signs. Oh, yeah, hitting them with that. The, the jutsu hand signs. If someone came at me doing that shit, here's my wallet. I'm not taking chances just, just in case. Go. Just go. It's like the little just in case. If I hear the Akatsuke, the fucking Akatsuke theme song going. Oh, man. Start weaving ninja hands. About to fire breathe my ass. Like, I, I don't know what's about to happen. Maybe you're just really good at it, but I don't want to take any chances. I don't know who you, you know, sacrifice to go to to get these These abilities. powers. <laughs> just sit, here. Sit in the, <laughs> take sit in the police station. Like, let me, let me get this right. You were scared of a guy that was just throwing up hand signs at you. Like, look. I know he probably couldn't do anything, but I wasn't going to fuck around and find out if he could. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but you know, in all, in all seriousness, like I, I really just, I'd at least like to see the anime community be kinder to each other. Kinder to each it's other. It's so and, disheartening to just, yeah, it's so disheartening that to go into a forum to like, like you find yourself on a forum, whatever, maybe you're trying to. Uh, understand something or find something or whatever it is you're doing about a looking up about a show and you find a forum and you just see so much hate towards other people because they like a certain character or they like dub or sub or whatever the case is like dude that guy likes anime you like anime talk about it you could talk about it you could disagree about some stuff but you don't have to shit all over each other it's insane man also as my final thought and the final final thought for the show for all of you cosplayer models out there that are piggybacking on the popularity of anime and gaming know your source material before you get into it because if i see another post of imagine if zelda or imagine if samus was a chick and you're dressed as fucking link or dressed as Samus. <laughs> Talking about imagine if Zelda or Samus was a chick. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> that is all. Anyway, make sure you guys uh, check out our website, gammagames.com. Check out our latest podcasts, new episodes. Check out the After Dark and our new upcoming podcast, Gunpowder Red, which is going to be uh, pretty much a, a, a different take than the GZ chop shop where we're pretty much going to have a, a lot of guy talk. We're going to be talking about things like modern day dating, uh, things that have grinded our gears during the week, month, year. It's going to be a more open candy conversation. So this is your official trigger warning, uh, but it's going to be a great time. You're going to get to hear us pretty much with uh, uh, our, our hair down. Well, what's left of it on our, on our heads. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you go check that out gammagames.com uh, the website will be changing in the future because we're gonna have so many shows up there so i will be changing the, the website but for now it is still gammagames.com so make sure you go check it out check out all our latest episodes also i am back into streaming 
So for those of you guys who uh, want to catch us live and some of our antics, you can follow me on twitch.tv forward slash Project Atachi. That's Project with a K, and it's all one word. So you can check us out live on Twitch. We will be doing uh, a lot of joint gameplay ventures. It's a really, really good time. I promise you guys have fun. We even have like a card collection system up there now that you guys can literally play the cards while we're streaming to have us take certain certain actions in game warners hates it i love it because he hates it i yeah i wasn't expecting the amount of um support from the audience on, on yeah on those cards yeah, you man. guys made uh, him sweat you guys made him sweat he was <laughs> i might have raged a couple <laughs> times <laughs> he was panicking but yeah come on through it's a really really good time right now uh i'm planning on streaming monday wednesdays and hopefully fridays uh still working on a schedule as you guys know there's a lot going on we got the podcast we got youtube social media so there's a lot of projects in motion but come through hang out say what's up play a couple cards make warners panic and have a good laugh while you're at it and also make sure to check out our store we have a whole bunch of new merch in the works and available uh so for the rest of the month there's going to be new stuff added uh we have a sale coming up too so you're definitely going to want to check that out the gz shop Dot com. So make sure to go grab yourself some amazing merch, some well-themed, good humor, dark humor. We got some we got some good stuff in the works for you guys. So make sure to check that out as well. Anyway, we're out of here. You have been awesome. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourself and each other. If I can get my thoughts together and talk at the end of the episode, <laughs> we'll catch you amazing people in the next episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.